Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I said what you know about it. It's the stew, baby. Got the knees in plus. Yeah, it's too loud, baby. And the room a lot. Hello, hello. You're listening to The Stew. My name is Jason Stewart. This is my food podcast. Andre Conoparo, say hello. Hello. Oh, yeah. Mm, Zach Brunch is in the building. We had to call him the big dogs once again. Called the wolf. <laughs> you are a wolf. Oh, what? You, why didn't you call in Zach Brooks? That's all you had to say, motherfucker. <laughs> I'll do that to myself. That's fine. I'll talk about myself in that way. Yeah, are you are you a silver silver wolf? <laughs> Not a silver a, fox, <laughs> but you're, I mean you're a little silvery. I'm right? more of a bear if I was going to be anything. I see a little kaitel in you. A little kaitel. You are you're you're not unbear like. You're a little cubby though. I will say. <laughs> yeah. yeah, obviously. <laughs> There's still time for you for listeners. <laughs> are bear cubs a thing? Yes. The bear cubs like are a thing. Bears and then there's bear cubs. There's bears and then cubs. Yep. They're not called bear cubs. They're oh, so called I'm cubs. Yeah, so if, you, if you're am, if you're on the, if you're on the bear cub cusp, yeah, then I guess you could see. There's lots. No, there's, I'm straight up. There's cub. also otters. There's a lot going I've on there. I've heard about that, but I don't remember what it is. They're just unhairy cubs. This is my. I'm definitely not classifying that. gay people podcast. Welcome <laughs> 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 to my Wait, podcast. Wait, is that what we were talking stereotypes? about? Mm-hmm. We're talking about. I was just talking about animals that I look like. It's a game I play with my kids. <laughs> you get getting them started early. I like that. Yep. There you go. <laughs> we talk about sriracha flavored potato chips. Oh, good. Oh, yeah. Uh, New item good. at Trader really Joe's. Really good. Really good. They are good. Not too I spicy. I usually don't reach for the sriracha flavored anything, but uh, Trader Joe's sriracha flavored lattice cut potato chip. Zingy. I'm a man that tries to keep as much snack food out of the house as possible, but if I go to Trader Joe's hungry, accidents happen. And what happened this time? Was a blessing. Yeah, I mean that's, that's really what Trader Joe's is good for nowadays. Like as you get older and you go there for a while, you realize like their produce is shit. Yes, and like a lot of their stuff is not really that great as it, no. as you thought it was. Like no, you know, like their their meats and slice, you know, their fish and all that stuff. Is no, like, but their snacks are it's pretty bad. But their snack game is so crazy. Their booze game, price point wise, yeah, 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 yeah. very tight. So good for a party. That's it. Or, you know, a college student person. Zach, anyways. Well, that's it. I feel like Trader Joe's is like when, you, when you're like in your late teens, early 20s and starting to like kind of take care of yourself. You're like, look, I'm an adult shopping at Trader Joe's. I got the hummus. I got Feeling good about it. I got my Feeling case of it. Charles. Yeah, Shaw. I'm an adult. I take care of myself. I <laughs> shop at Trader Joe's. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at Syrahs today <laughs> <laughs> for a dollar ninety nine. Yeah, I'm an adult. Syrahs. Yeah, I drink wine. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, for listeners who don't know, Zach has done this podcast a bunch of times. He has his own show, Food is the New Rock, which, uh, you know, it's a great show. You, you, uh, you've done a little too many live shows lately, though. Nice, nice of you to say. Oh, yeah, not into it, huh? Not into our... Not, uh, not in, I'm, not, I'm saying just in general for podcasts, I usually skip over the live episodes. Huh. Even though, but that's just personally me. But like other shows will do it, like comedians will have their podcast and they'll have a guest on and we're just going to sit down and really get into some shit for two hours right. in a quiet room. But then they do the live show and they're sort of like playing for the room. Sure. There's like background distractions. If it makes you feel noises. any better, there was like nobody watching at South by Southwest. So all of our episodes <laughs> were really not playing for any room, but the people listening knowing uh, that, at home. Knowing that something that you did didn't work out so well does make me feel better. Yeah, a lot better. A lot better. What do you mean nothing? knowing that nothing I do, do works out well? It just looks like that publicly and that's all that's important is the lesson I've learned from living in Los Angeles. The welcome, schadenfreude welcome is the, strong with this one. The, the world of LA podcasting. We like to, we like to pull the... Pull no, the, I mean, what we did at South By is just us record. It's the same as recording just regular episodes. It just yeah. happened to be at South By. Like it's but there like is a, a small studio audience. Yeah, but it's not... But that doesn't affect you. Um, no, I mean, if anything, I think it makes it a little better because... It makes you conscious of how bored people are as they walk out okay. in the middle. So You're like, you... all right, maybe we should start talking <laughs> about something switching different. Up. All right. Yeah, let's talk about something different. Or if people, you know, you, or you get you get instant gratification. So you sort of know. If, if a couple you... of your jokes land, you start to feel <laughs> like, a little. Yeah. You got a little swag yeah. in you. Live by the sword, I'm die by the you sword. Feel this way considering that you know you've been on our live, haven't you done? We've done live podcasts together. We have done it before, and I, it is it is you. It's awesome to get the instant gratification if something you say gets a good reaction for the crowd. But it also is it can be nerve wracking, and it, and it just and I feel oh my like God. you know what's worse than listening to live podcasts? People talking about doing live podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're listening to a podcast, you you have opinions about podcasting, <laughs> and there's probably other people who can relate. We yeah, get into it, yeah, man. Yeah, you might be right. You might be right. We get in deep. Well, it's a muscle that's not intrinsic to podcasting, public performance. Mm -hmm. And it's it's something that if you don't do professionally, you probably don't do ever. You know, like if you're not stand up comedian, somebody who's a motivational speaker, whatever it is, when you get put on a stage like that, that's that's like something that you do not do very often, and it takes like a lot of practice yeah i feel like andre on a stage who knows what could happen not so good probably i'm a natural but you are right. a natural i do feel bad for the people that have to look at me i'm a natural that's that's <laughs> the sad thing i come out swinging that's i mean that's really i feel the same when i do it but i think it's people but i'm sure when they hear your easier to listen they, to me than it is to look at me yeah but when they hear your voice How much do you hate yourself a lot no just a lot, kidding a lot but like what do you mean do you, know how many kids you. I, do you know how many kids I have? He's Jewish. You know, he's, I'm Jewish. He's Jewish and he has kids. Yeah, I mean, That's... I'm like, yeah, what more do you need? But also, when if somebody listens to your show and hears that voice of yours, <laughs> right, there's no nobody's friend. gonna be like, wait, Surprised. he doesn't look like George Clooney? Surprised. I think actually the mo the biggest thing that I get is I expected you to be fatter. That's the thing <laughs> that uh, which. Uh, so you, but uh, I feel like is a success. That's well, you, you a set the bar low. It's a huge compliment. Like, yeah. Oh, it's the whole point. And then I said, I turned to my wife, and I'm like, "See, mm -hmm. I could be. Eating I don't more. need to go to the yeah, gym. Exactly. See? You went exactly. from ob from obese to just pleasantly plump. Yeah. I'm just husky. Well, there's been some. There's a, 
a definite amount of self-deprecating fat jokes you've made on the podcast that we've done. It's so all I would I do. imagine if that annoys you, don't listen to my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> like... What did you do to get in shape for Coachella? <laughs> yeah. What was your Coachella Dude, diet? Can I tell you, I actually did um, you go to Coachella? I not only did I go to Coachella, I planned out. Coachella fashion for at least one of the days. Wow! You know that was a, that was a I trend. bought a new outfit and I wore it. <laughs> I was gonna wear it day one, but then when I uh, when it came down to it, I was like, you know what? I think this is more of a day two thing. Was this a fashion or function situation? Where you're like, oh, I don't have any hot clothes. No good right. shirt. No, this I was, need a tank no, top. No, this was. Yeah. I saw a shirt on Instagram and I was like, oh, I need that shit. for Coachella. This is and deep. then I went and I bought the shirt because I was like, I have to wear this at Coachella. Right. Uh, I don't know if I want to know if this shirt had like a food pun written on it. What's, what Obvious. size free Winona Obviously. shirt did you end up buying? Obviously it did. All right, yeah. let's try no, and guess not, what I, this... When I say fashion, that's with gigantic air quotes around it. You mean you mean it was it was like a clever foodie-related yeah, pun still, that happened to be printed on right. a garment? It's just a Funyun yes. logo and, t-shirt? And I, am, mm-hmm. and I am just kidding. I did wear it to Coachella, but I obviously All right, would what, not call it fashion. What... what Food. Don't tell me what it said. Just tell me what. You didn't food. see the shirt. You didn't see it. I may have seen it, but I don't. No. Re- I don't remember. Oh, it's, the, it's the greatest shirt. What of was all the time. food item? The food item. Well, it's sort of the food item is what the shirt says. So mm-hmm. I can tell you where it's from. Mm-hmm. It was from a uh, great place here in Los Angeles called Kofax. Oh, and okay. um, they they have like fun like shirts and hats. I mean, they're on Fairfax across from. Supreme and all those shops. Mm, right. So they have like for Prime Pizza, which is their pizza place, and for Kofax, they have like fun. Yeah, like, their 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 like, merchandise is yeah. a little bit better than a normal. Yeah, thing. like shirts and hats and stuff. And they put out a new shirt a couple days. Is it donut related? Is it bagel related? Nope. Is it coffee related? Nope. There's only one thing left on the menu. Pie. pie? No, there's no pie. At Kofax. There's pie breakfast at burrito. You got it. Oh boy. Breakfast you wore a burrito. breakfast burrito T-shirt. I did. Uh, oh Lord! And uh, it was uh, made to look like the Bernie Sanders logo. Oh, but you of know what? Bernie. It said burrito, and then 2016. You know what? I did see that shirt, yeah. and I thought it was it was a good shirt. Great shirt. I thought it was a good shirt. The only downside of the shirt was I feel like most people at Coachella just thought I was wearing a Bernie shirt. Yes, definitely. Like there was no. Which in in lies the the amazing part of it. And uh, a friend of mine actually made a similar shirt. It was it was the Bernie 2016 logo, and then it was just a picture of Bernie Mac's face. Right, right. which <laughs> is which is a great shirt. Is there a, you know who's the better Bernie? Not sure. <laughs> I, I do. I mean, but what if what if I'm with her? I mean, then you know mm-hmm. I don't want I don't want people thinking that. Well, I'm I, I'm glad your shirt worked out well. <laughs> Let's talk about your Coachella experience because I feel like you you did the full food. Yeah. And I did the full uh, just Yeah, party. can I just tell people to go listen to our Coachella episode of the podcast and not tell you anything? Is it a live one? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Coachella was great. We actually... Um, you don't I, need to listen to the other show. I went with... Uh, well, the funny thing about the uh, what we did was we recorded an episode of Coachella where we just did like... We talked before and after each day. That's and hilarious. just went over everything we did. But it was with my friend Jeff Miller who runs Thrill List and... Mm-hmm. Um, and then we brought in Josh Sher, <laughs> Josh Sher from LA Mag. He's like the assistant food editor at LA Magazine. And we found out a week before Coachella that he's never been to a concert. What is this the Whoa. guy? Who we, is this the guy who we did the thing with? 
Uh, which what thing? The uh, when we recorded the. No, no, no. He hasn't oh. been on any of our. Uh, no, okay. no, no. Uh, but he works at LA Mag. He is an, an adult human. Who's never been to a concert? He had never been to a concert. Has he touched his, a booby before? And his first concert was Coachella. Is he North Korean? This past weekend. <laughs> no, dude, and this was the thing is that, like, Jeff, who's been to, like, I mean, he, he goes to three concerts a week. Right. Like, right. I mean, he's always at concerts for his entire life. He was, like, shocked and just spent the whole podcast making fun of Josh. For me, I was like, I want to know how this happens. Yeah. Like, what kind of person you are. Like, I'm so fascinated because here's the crazy thing about it is he's like, my first question was like, are you Amish? Like, did you grow up Amish? Yeah. And some, like, w- w- like, was your dad like the pastor from Footloose? Like, I don't, like, how do you <laughs> go through your whole life? But here's the crazy thing. Totally normal. He grew up in OC. Uh, he Whoa. went to, he went to UCLA. Whoa. How do you go to college at a, a big college that, does tons of free concerts yeah. I mean, I every can, year good for the kids, right? Like they have great concerts. If you're a student, how would you describe his personality? Because I can, well, like, if I he can grew, picture this, if, if you are a certain, if he grew up in Orange County and he is young, he's. I mean, he's he's he is only like 23. Okay, know? if he's so if he's only like, 23, then the it's age not like 40 year old virgin situation. The right, age but. that he would start going to concerts is after. Bradley from Sublime died, so there's no reason to go <laughs> yeah, to a live it. show. But dude, even that's he it. went to UCLA. To me, that's the thing. Like, yeah. you, you, who go? You, anybody who's who, if you trip and fall in UCLA, you land in a concert, right? Exactly. You and, land and, in the pit. And you have to like consciously decide not to go does to concerts ever... with your friends if you go to college at a place like UCLA. Does he ever listen to music? Is he like? Is he one of those people where it's like, oh, I don't watch TV. No, oh, I don't listen to thing. music. He's I like, don't do he's this. like, he's like, I want to go see Major Lazer. I want to go see, and I'm like, I don't even know who you're talking about. So he, yeah, right. he listens to music. It's crazy. That so is we, really crazy. So we, is he we fat? Basically, no. He, I mean, he's sort of he is video games. He's one of those. He is League of Legends. If you didn't know him that well, you would think he was like a sorcerer, like a level four. like a like a bro, <laughs> like a like a frat guy bro. But once you get to know him, he's a really cool, smart guy. Definitely. I mean, it was very surprising. People think the same thing about me as well. <laughs> we come from a similar upbringing. Uh, maybe, but no, I mean, like, he actually, and he actually looks like a He's brother. wearing a Hurley board he, he short like tank he... top combo right now. <laughs> Does he have any tour shirts from Urban Outfitters? <laughs> Ironically <laughs> wearing them around. But well, yeah, so we went to Coachella with him and basically, like, talked to him about Coachella for the whole weekend. Did you eat any, um, any space cakes? Any, I don't know what's, any what's... egg rolls with, with, PCP in them. Yeah, did you dose this guy when he I, came down to the first no, concert? But, but I will say, we I did run into a old podcast guest who was headlining one of the tents, and uh, he uh, he gave me some chocolate, oh. which I took a very small bite of. And what was it, Axel? I should have taken a bigger bite. Yeah, but uh, I was hoping the story was that he didn't recognize you. Oh no! But yeah, who, no, was, no, the, who anyway. was this person? I don't remember. Mm-hmm. A person who was on your show who headlined Coachella. One of the tents. No, 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 not the not the main stage. One of the tents. Still, mm-hmm. yeah. you don't you. So that was the extent of my uh, dub fire. My uh, whatever. How high your did journey? You yeah, dude. They were these your fancy journey? chocolates. The tops were like painted. They looked like like Jacques Torres. Like, right, right, fancy right, right, whatever. Right. And they were in like a Godiva looking box, like wrapped and everything, made with like Peruvian cacao. It was crazy. That's the kind of stuff that you only see backstage in like the artist area at Coachella. Oh, we weren't backstage. We were in like the oh, really? Rose Garden. Because like yeah, whenever I, like... whenever I get like an artist <laughs> pass allowed, at Coachella, <laughs> whenever I get an artist pass, like you meet a woman, like oh, my only job is to like give 
crazy high level drugs to right. famous people and just like here's my card i do like a cocaine delivery service well that's the funny thing about coachella like so i was posting photos of the food all weekend on food is the new rock and a lot of the foods in the vip area so i had friends who'd never been to coachella being like ah fuck you and your vip bullshit and i'm like no 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 you don't understand like at coachella vip is not is VIP. just a more expensive ticket right like and they call it vip to make more people money feel good about spending more money like and make them feel important Real VIPs get guest passes or artist passes, which is the next level up. And that's what gets you like backstage or into like the better, like the little pens in yeah, front yeah. of every stage. Art, artist you can pass. like see the, like you can see, right. Like those are the good passes. VIP passes don't get you jack shit except decent bathrooms and access to better food. Yeah, there's just like a giant chain link fence the size of two football fields, and like if you have if you spend an extra hundred dollars, you could stand on this side of it instead. Yeah, with like ten here's ten thousand people, you could eat a slice of pizza with them, or you can go out here. But it's crazy. I mean, the food. I mean, the food in the VIP over the past three years has definitely gotten like it's cra- it is crazy good now. You go every it, year. I've been the past three or four okay. years. But I mean, I the best thing I ate there was the the kazunori. You the, were you there this year? No. Yeah, I was. You were there this past weekend? Yes. I mean, no, no, no text, no like, let's hang out or anything. I didn't realize I was, you were there. I, I didn't really Look go to the you. festival except for I like two you, hours. I get it. You had an artist pass or whatever. You I didn't actually, I didn't have an artist pass. I didn't want to go to the festival at all. I just, Sam and I were both doing some like parties and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, thanks for the invite to those parties. That's, I don't, that's, I, I don't that's like, how I feel. I don't like parties anyway. It's that's kind of stuff. It's not for you. I don't like parties. It's not for you. You're like, you're like, you, you're like, we invited you last year and we were embarrassed. You're like. I hear you got a pool up there. It's like, yeah, we got a pool. Pond. We got a pond, too. Well, I know that you're not going to do it. It's like, hey, I play at 1, 1 a.m. Oh, my God. Or, you know. Oh, it's that kind of Stuff like that where I know, like, you're not going to, like, come get. I'm just saying, it's nice to get the invite. Fair enough. (laughs) That's actually the best time to invite me places when you know I'm Mm. not going to come. Because then you get the credit for inviting me and you... I feel like we're friends and I'll do favors for you, but you don't actually have to I hang out totally with me. I would totally do that Because I, I would cared. never come. Because I would never come. <laughs> See, every time he asks me to watch his dog, that's what I hope is going to happen. Where it's like, oh, you know what? It's cool. I don't need it. And I'm like, well, all right, man. Anytime, though. But anytime. I say, yeah, yeah, right. You but, say but you gotta, yes. But you yeah, say right, yes. Right. And it's like, yeah. nice. Mm-hmm. Yes. Got the street cred. You owe me one, bud. Because I said yes. Uh, yeah, no, the Kazunori thing is unbelievable. It's, it's, the, and it's, and not only, and people are like, oh, like, you think you wouldn't want to eat sushi out in the desert in super hot weather. No. But it's like a, it's like an oasis. It's exactly what you want. And then you also think like, oh, you know, freaking sushi, like at Coachella and the VIP or whatever. It's going to be like super expensive and not good. And it is actually the best deal at Coachella. It's the best deal. When a slice of pizza costs $7... To be able to get three hand rolls from a place like Kazunori for fifteen bucks, I mean, it's like, yeah, I'm gonna need some details, bitches. Well, the, the Kazunori is a restaurant in L.A. No, 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 in no, downtown. No. Well, describe the situation here, like the, the Coachella is, setup. Is you, the setup is they have a bar, like a twelve seat bar. You you fill out your little card just like downtown. 
you sit down at the bar, you hand them their card, and they start putting down hand rolls no in sh- front of you. And that's it's, awesome. And three rolls for fifteen bucks. Like I think in downtown, it's it, it's, it's, it's like three like rolls cheap. for twelve bucks or three rolls for fourteen. Yeah. It's like almost the exact same price. And then four rolls is nineteen bucks. So you're basically paying an extra four bucks for a scallop hand roll. Yeah, and yeah. it's it's better than good. Like it is. Yeah. I mean, Kazunori is. Was really it pa- was the good. line nuts for it or I mean, when I went it was, it was it was probably ten no more than ten minutes wait yeah I mean the word's definitely out so if you try to go at seven or eight o'clock on any night like it there's definitely a line and they run out I think. it really wasn't they a wait. were closed by like ten or ten thirty on a couple of the nights because every other place like it's like here's superba food or like here's like all these dumb restaurants in L A and like we're doing this one thing. And it's going to take forever, and it's going to cost too much money, and it's not going to be that good. But then this place, it's they just had it down so perfectly. There were people serving poke right next door. Restaurants that I love, that I I legitimately think are great. But there were places like right next door to Kazunori serving poke for anywhere from fifteen to twenty bucks, or ceviche like for Mm twenty bucks, or poke for fifteen bucks. And you're like, dude, like why am I paying twenty bucks for? A decent ceviche when I could pay fifteen bucks or nineteen bucks and, and get great, great a sit rolls. down like hand roll meal from Kazunori. It really is. Yeah, such, a guy like a Japanese a person deal. who's watching how fast you're eating it, and you know, so when you finish it, you have thirty seconds to breathe, and then he makes you That's another the other thing. perfect it's super one. Quick too, puts yeah. it right down in front like, of you. you. You eat in fifteen minutes. At the There's most. no tip. Like, it's already all included. They're like, please don't tip. Here's cash only though. That's the only thing that sucks. Yeah, but like Sam and I had a full lunch. I got two glasses of sake, and it was you know it was like fifty bucks. You felt civilized for it's fifteen that's minutes. That's so funny because that's literally a cheap good meal in L.A. With oh yeah, a little bit of sake, like a, a few drinks, and you leave full, and it's great. I mean, fifty bucks is a steal. Yeah, I mean, I got like a little thing for maybe like five ounces of of nice cold sake in a cute Japanese container, and it was I think it was like seven or eight dollars. And then 50 feet away, there's a, a wine merchant. 14 bucks. $16 for yeah. a glass of wine, $7 for a two-ounce taster of it. Ugh, and I was like, is, how much do these bottles cost? And the, and the, wo- the woman working there was just like, you should just go somewhere else. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> I mean, that's a lot of money. For is, a glass of if wine. I pay sixteen dollars for a glass of wine, I mean I'm expecting something pretty special. Yeah. No, I mean I, I, that well, might gotta, be hyperbole, but, but like but here we're but we're talking about. I mean, I feel like when you look at Coachella, you're talking about like a a Staples Center situation. Mm-hmm. Right? You know what I mean? Sure. So mm-hmm. I mean, you're expect you know you, like you're, you're going to get a tall boy right. of Bud Light, and it's going it, to cost eighteen bucks. Right. It doesn't bother the ridiculous of the prices. The expensiveness of the prices at Coachella, I don't hold against them. Like, I've never, you know, seven bucks for a piece of spicy pie, it's always been like six or seven bucks. Right. Like it's always been super expensive. And you know what? You just do it. Like, that's what it is. No, but but when something comes along that is a great deal, like right. Kazunori, I'm going to get excited about that, like, more than I'll criticize the other people. Like, the Kazunori thing really is just a surprisingly shockingly good Do you deal. think, because uh, I was also thinking about, because they're related to Sugarfish, right? Yep. And I've noticed that there, and then I had sushi last night at Sushi Gen, and I feel like the trend of having seaweed be warm and very crispy and very loosely wrapped. You know how like those hand rolls are where like 
the the seaweed is very loosely wrapped around it. It's almost because like normally if you get a hand roll off, it's kind of like the seaweed gets a little soggy and it sort of like congeals and and yeah. is part of the rice. Like even if you just get a cut roll or something like that. Yeah. There's like a weird trend where the rice is sitting inside of it and the seaweed is like a perfect sphere and it's like a it's almost like a glass tube and you bite into it and the seaweed crunches in your mouth and it's warm and you could tell that the quality of it is is somehow higher or they've done something to it and I feel like that trend is happening and then I had sushi last night at Sushi Gen like a little uni where they like have the little mound of rice and then they do the little seaweed bed and put the uni on top and that's the same thing happened like the it was like very brittle, kind of shattering seaweed, and I think that's like a. I think it's a, a sushi you think trend. It's a thing. It's a thing. I'm forecasting the trend. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I've never heard of this. I'd but like, you haven't noticed. I'd like to it. hear some. I'd like to hear some uh, outside validation. Like from somebody who actually knows what is, yeah. they're talking about <laughs> 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 remotely. I was going to throw knowledgeable in there as well, but outside validation. I mean, I we've think, eaten a lot of sushi. No, sure. Yes. We pay attention to what we're eating. No, no. I'm saying I have no doubt that. Mm-hmm. Th- that what you're describing is a thing. Mm-hmm. I just, yeah, I just, I it, was. It, it makes sense. It sounds logical. I like that even in something as sacred as traditional sushi, where nothing has changed in a thousand years, that little little advancements can be made to make it better. Don't you guys? Yeah. Or it also could be something that has been like popular or. So uh, ingredients or things that have been done in Japan forever, mm-hmm. but just, We're our, just right our sushi palate hasn't really caught up to that yet because people are still like I could be something like that as well. Like pe- they're just investing in higher quality nori because it's worth it to people and people notice the difference now and though they're willing to pay more money. I don't know. It's worth it. Um, let, let's talk about the episode. You you did an episode with the with the child daughter from Mad Men on oh, your show. Oh yeah, Kiernan Sherpka. That's a. That's. I don't know about that name. Kirk Kiernan Shipka. Shipka. She's like a full adult food blogger now. Yeah, Have I mean, she's s- not an adult. She's like sixteen. Her mom came with her to the podcast. It was amazing. But I mean, she she. It, but it's weird because it weirds me out because like I love Mad Men yep. and it doesn't seem like Mad Men is from the nineties. Like I remember like not too long ago looking at this person as like a three year old girl. Yeah. Like crying for her mommy and now. And kind of annoying too. Like her character on the show is like. She's a little bitchy. Yeah, yeah. like is kind of annoying. And, Petulant. And so, yeah, I didn't really. I mean, I've been following. I, I knew I mean, she's I would like be annoying really, too if I was in her situation. Okay. <laughs> well, no, she's acting. She's an actor. In real life, she's amazing. <laughs> okay. She is. Oh, I get it. Yeah. I just understood how acting works. <laughs> but it's so. I mean, I don't know if I feel old, but like, yes. I, feel like, I feel like time has gone by so quickly with her. She is well. This is the thing: is she is deceptively old. Like she is not that old. Like she is a teenager. Mm-hmm. Like she is sixteen. Like her mom. Her mom came with her right. to the podcast. But like, I'll go uh, to a hipster coffee shop in LA and I'll see her there, yeah, like no, on she, her cell phone, yep. talking to people as a full adult person. It's Hollywood, baby. It just it you know, is Hollywood. But I mean, I'm just thinking of what I was doing when I was sixteen. Like the thought of me being a guest on a food show. She's the new Drew Barrymore, you know, just getting old fast. I know, but with but people are doing that without like starting to do coke at twelve, okay. like I, Drew Barrymore you know was. I see what you're saying because I had that moment with her on the podcast where I was like, I, I don't get it. Like, is this cool to your friends? Like, I thought that like I, I like our 
I don't know. I mean, I could see how in your 30s you start to get really get into food, right? But the, you know, I I still, yeah, I mean, I definitely was like, I don't. This is, Especially uh, as a non-Asian, so, that, no, that's offensive. <laughs> but whatever. Uh, yeah, I was. I was like, but she is. Uh, I don't know. She is. She is the coolest. She's mm-hmm. really cool, and like mature, and smart, and awesome. And she's really into food. Good taste. Humans are advancing too quickly, man. <laughs> you think it's weirding me out? <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah. I got nothing for you. Let's talk about. I mean, you want to you want me to start complaining about how old I feel? Like, I don't think that's where you want this podcast no, to go. I, yeah, I, no. I did that a lot last podcast. I, I've done that a lot of life. Ve- I felt very old to the to the point where uh, where uh, at Coachella the oh, person who yeah, gave ground the person zero who, for the person who gave me the person who gave me the chocolate was just like stop calling yourself old. <laughs> yeah. I was literally just for 10 minutes talking about how old I am. And then when I went to take a bite, I was like, how big a bite should I take? Because, I mean, look at me. I am old. Like, <laughs> is this is, is, the, is the mushrooms that was put into this chocolate the same kind of mushrooms that I ate in 1996? Because I need to know right, from a right, potency right. standpoint how things have changed. Wait, I didn't know it was a to... mushroom chocolate, Zach. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so old, I don't know what drugs are anymore. Good for you. No, I wish I wish it was good for me. I took way too small a bite. Uh, very oh, very so, disappointing. So yeah. one out of ten, how how much did you feel? Uh, like a, a one. And I think it was mostly just anxiety over what was going to happen. Right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah, Jewish people should not take mushrooms. <laughs> well, I mean, you know. There's too I, much uh, going on in that head of yours. That is definitely true. But, I mean, listen, you know, I mean, in college there were... Couple experiences that, you know, I I wouldn't mind reliving. It's good, good stuff. It's too. It's not going to happen for us. <laughs> Drugs. Just, just a young of, man's I'm game. I'm just afraid of yes. dying. It is a young man's. Game. Yeah, yeah, you're afraid of jumping off the 405 naked because because <laughs> you're the uh, lizard king. Yeah. Because a bowl of ramen uh, is chasing you. But uh, there there is no question that anxiety is a big part of all of my drug experiences. There you go, <laughs> man. It's it's like fifty percent of what I feel. You're like, do you guys have any chocolate Xanax? <laughs> the feds is on it. <laughs> Let, let's talk about sh- Smorgasburg. Yes, yes. Smorgasburg is huge. a huge. It's a big uh, huge. It's a big kind of street fair, festival, food, flea market kind of thing it's, in New York. Yep. That's now coming to LA this summer, and you are in charge. It's a weekly of, yeah. event. I am. I'm helping. Weekly. I am sort of. I you're am, not. You're not in charge of the whole thing. I am in. You're I part am, of the team. I am part of the team. Yes. You're lending your LA hand. Yes, into I it. am. Yes. So you're in charge of sort of booking all the people, all the vendors in there. Yeah. So I mean, it's. Uh, so yeah, it is. So Smorgasburg started as well. It didn't start as the Brooklyn Flea, but there was the Brooklyn Flea in New York. There was like a hipster flea market. I hate using that word, but like yeah. you know, this is a really awesome flea market like that flea opened. Either. Yeah, opened in Fort Greene, <laughs> and uh, it became this huge thing. And they had a little bit of food, and then the food became super popular. Like, and so they spun the food off into its own event mm-hmm. called Smorgasburg. And now there's like Brooklyn Flea that happens on Saturday and Sunday, and a Smorgasburg that happens every Saturday Sunday, like in the warm weather months. Yeah, in New York. 
in different places. Like, and it changes every season. Uh, and then they do like indoor markets when it gets cold and they've got an upstate market that just launched and wow. all sorts of stuff. And anyway, they've been trying to come to LA or people have been trying to get them to come to LA for years. And then they're finally coming in June. And even though we're calling it Smorgasburg, it's actually going to be a mix of the two. So there will be some like, you know, what we lovingly call flea stuff. Uh, so there's going to be like food items, yeah, like cool yeah. stuff like that, like my an- bracelets, yeah, like antique stuff and furniture and vintage clothing and <laughs> Nazi memorabilia, right. toe, <laughs> all the good toe rings, you know, uh, Zippo, the guy with yeah. the Zippos, yeah. There's going to be an area for hacky sacking. <laughs> uh, no, that's not true. I shouldn't say that. Uh, and yeah, and then we're going to have food, like food to eat. <clears throat> like it's not going to be like it's not going to be like a farmers market or anything like that. Like it is It's going to be I, I make a dish, yep. a specific food item and I'm yep. going to make it for you for It's my... it's basically going to be the best place to eat in LA on Sundays. Mm-hmm. Every wow. Sunday. Like that is uh, Shots fired. And we've got a gigantic parking lot, which I'm very excited about. Uh, <laughs> when I first yeah, and it was interesting when I, I Jason and I were talking about it months ago when he was telling me about it, I was like I hope they have parking. Well, that's the no, and, and he's like the, they have a lot. I was like, well, there you go. Yeah, I mean, it's like that's to me is the whole thing. Like when they told me they were coming because I've known those guys forever. Like I've yeah. moved here from New York, and they've been coming here for years, and we've hung out and gone eating tacos together and whatever. Um, so what are what are some examples of food items that will be sold? All right. Um, well, actually, first off, what's the uh, what's the over under on people who submit things that that actually get in? Um, I mean, it's definitely, it is, it has been, we've been excited about, well, not excited, but I mean, it's definitely been really competitive. Like Mm -hmm. it, it is like, we're really excited about, is it fun telling people no, no, definitely not. It's very upsetting. And I try to avoid it (laughs) whenever I can. Um, no, it sucks because everybody, you know, they're like, there are tons of great people doing really cool things. And in New York, Smorgasburg is um, you know, really like an incubator for new concepts and stuff. And a lot of concepts have gotten their start at Smorgasburg. Um, mm-hmm. So it's like, and that is, we're bringing that here as well. Like that's going to be a big part of the market is he- here. But then we also have some like really cool, well-known people doing the stuff they've always done or some new stuff. But regardless, most of the stuff at Smorgasburg, you won't be able to get anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Uh, or at wow. least like from it, you, you'll only be able to get it like places from places like farther away. Is there so, beer? Like, uh, I think there is going to be, we're still working on all that stuff, but yeah, mm-hmm. I think there will be some sort of alcoholic beverages. Yeah. Can I get wasted sort? at this I don't, thing I don't or really what? Know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Do you, how does it feel? I'm not, an, I'm not an official mouthpiece for this thing. How so, does it feel uh, wielding the power <laughs> for all these chefs in LA who want to make food? Uh, well, I don't think it's. I don't. Gatekeeper. I don't think it's quite there yet because you know, listen, like it's you know, this is a brand new thing, so I don't think. Uh, right. You know, I think we're all. It, it's been more of me going to people and being like, "You really want to do this? Like, this is going to be awesome." But now I think that we've announce like the first group of vendors that are going to be there i think people are starting to realize oh this is actually going to be like a pretty amazing thing who's i think i I think my power will just only continue to grow with time (laughs) a god who walks among mortals um no i I have no i actually i actually have no i actually have no power i'm just helping oh we know Uh, no how uh who who's a vendor that you're very excited um, about i don't know i mean well 
I mean, one of the first vendors that I was super excited about was was uh, Gorilla Taco. Mm. We're going to be their Sunday. We're going to be their Sunday spot. Still uh, never had Gorilla Taco. That's crazy. It's See, awesome. And I feel like there's a lot of people who sort of haven't haven't had Gorilla Taco, like because you're either like not in Culver City on Wednesdays or you're not exactly sure where they're parked. But mm-hmm. so Silver, I'm, I'm, I always get them at Silver Lake Wine. That's when I make my journey over. Mm. Yeah. So I'm excited. I feel like I feel like people who have that specific spot. Like for me, Culver City. I live in Culver City. They're there on Wednesdays, so I sort of know any Wednesday I want it. But I'm excited because I feel like on Sundays, I feel like there's a ton of people that are gonna come to Smorgasburg who've never had Gorilla Taco, but are gonna be like, "Oh shit!" Like I've always wanted to have Gorilla yeah. Taco, and there it sure. is. Like, um, and then on the taco front, we also have uh, Carnitas El Momo, mm-hmm. which is your fave. Which is my. Fa- I mean, they are the the best Carnitas vendor in LA. So we're going to be there Sunday. They're going to set up on Sunday morning. So I'm excited about that as well. Cause I feel like a lot of people haven't really like gone to like Boyle Heights to check them out like on the weekends. Oh, so, so you're going to be, you're getting a lot of personal satisfaction. Like, eh? I yeah, told you, I told you. No, no, I feel like well, Zach that's, told I mean, that's you what, so. No, I mean, that's what, I no, mean, I feel kidding. like, and same with burritos Las Palma, which is this, uh, burrito place in El Monte. Yeah. That and, I've never had. Yeah, like, and I feel like most people like are not willing to drive to El Monte, and this place makes the best flour tortillas in the city. Mm. And then they do these, um, these uh, Zacatecan burritos. Is that what? I don't know. Yeah, Yeah. really. That's the right pronunciation. And it's, uh, I think that's the kind of burritos. I might be wrong. Bill Esparza might be listening to this, being like, "Fucking idiot!" But uh, (laughs) it's like a um, they they fill they're like guisados burritos basically. They fill their burritos with. The, this like stewed meat Estu? and it's like these little sort of miniature burritos so mm. com- you get like a combo with like two or three of them oh and nice they're unbelievable so we're like excited to be bringing them closer that is really exciting yeah. i love a baby burrito it is it is a baby burrito <laughs> do they have tiny coronas too yeah. <laughs> um, and then we have some like cool people doing new concepts that so like one of the ones i'm most excited about is nicole rucker who mm-hmm. is was the pastry chef at Justa, and is now at Kofax doing Justa. all of their donuts and stuff. Um, she is a national pie champion. Yeah. Um, and so she is opening a pie stand at Smorgasburg called Rucker's Pie. And it's going to be like an old country pie stand where you can get slices of pie. You'll get a little buttermilk pie. Yeah. And uh, or or buy a whole pie, right? And so that'll be like. So I'm really excited about that. Those pies are going to be so expensive and so good. Um, I don't know. I mean, the whole. The, I don't know. There's like, I'm excited about everybody. I'm a little good. biased. What are the hours going to be? I mean, can you sneak in at like 7 a.m. and grab a pie and just run for the hills? 10 a.m. 10 a.m. So 10 to 6. But I do think hills. that there's going to be like a late because we're going to be open till six. Right. So I feel like there's also like the going to be the like post brunch like yeah. Uh, you know, late crowd as well, but you really—it's so exciting to hear like that. You're the way you're curating this is grabbing all these parts of outliers outside of Los Angeles and pulling them in because it is. I mean, that's part of it. Like yeah. part, of, like, or at part, least yeah. the examples you said. Like, part are of that. it is that. Part of it is, um, you know, part of it is going to chefs that we love and being like, yeah. do you have some new thing that you want to do? We have a lot of. We have some stuff that we haven't announced yet mm-hmm. that will be announcing soon that sgv um nobu i'm looking <laughs> in your eyes zach but a lot of it's like a lot of it's like um chefs who have you know done things like like someone like nicole rucker right there's a lot of that kind of stuff where and this is their first like 
thing on their own. We have these actually, this thing called smoke loaf and saucer, which is one of the things, like if you look at our list, that it wouldn't like pop out of you. Yeah. Oh, what's that? Which I'm super smoke excited about. Smoke loaf and saucer? Yeah. I'm all behind that it's name. These, uh, is that, is that, are those the other guys in fish? It's these. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, uh, it's these, th- it's these, th- it's these three chefs who um, take that base for a walk. <laughs> it's these three chefs who all worked at Milo and Olive together, mm. and one of them is an amazing bread baker who works at um, at uh, Clark Street. One of them's a pastry chef at Republique, or mm. pastry like person who works right. in the pastry department of Republique, and one is the sous chef of Maple Block the great barbecue place oh, yeah. in Culver City. Mm-hmm. And they're combining to do like a fun Sunday thing that involves bread, pastries. And smoked There meats. may or may not be an avocado toast topped with smoked meat. Wow. Uh, okay. Like, and stuff like that. So I'm like really excited about them. Like we're, there's a lot of like, every one of our vendors like has a cool story. You right. know what I mean? Like that's what, and then Smorgasburg has some like legacy vendors that, so ramen burger will be there every Sunday because mm. ramen burger got its start at Smorgasburg. Right. And we have some more like fun stuff like that. Is ramen like, burgers still, do people still want to eat those things? I never uh, had one. I mean, you know what it is? It is, it's the perfect thing for Smorgasburg, right? It is, it's the kind of thing that maybe you're not going to go to like a brick and mortar and eat that, but like in a, at a, at an outdoor, like fun Sunday festival, it's like funnel cake. It's like a fun. It's a fun thing to eat that you know is right. It's fun. It's good. I get it. Yeah. So we're gonna have Playing it all, politics. baby. We're gonna have it all. Something for everybody. I like it. It's good. Mm-hmm. I um, I got to go to Eddie Wong's TV show premiere yesterday. Well, I, I DJed the thingy for it. You did. That's exciting. What? I did. Are you gonna tell me how awesome it was and how much I missed? Yeah, can you tell us where our invites happened to go to? Yeah, I got an invite. I just oh. I just forgot about it. Motherfucker, are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> this will be my last podcast. Oh, he but... didn't invite me. Oh, oh, Jason didn't invite me. No, oh. no, no, he wouldn't have been. No, no, he didn't. God damn it! I mean, I was, I was, I was not able to get a big guest list of people. Was Chris Chang there? Chris Chang was there, yes, yeah. but he was invited by Eddie. Motherfucker. Um, but it was it was good. It was. Uh, his his new show is very it's not that much about food. No. It's very lifestyle Anthony Bourdain vibes. He's never been in he's never wanted to be a food person. Right. Like, he's, he's telling he his done, story. He's done his he ever since the you know <laughs> the the bow place became big, I feel like he's been trying to distance himself from the food thing as mm-hmm. much as he can, being called a chef and all that stuff. Um, I was sitting across the aisle from Roy Choi, and he was eating popcorn with milk duds in it, and then he accidentally knocked it over, and then the milk duds rolled all the way down the movie theater aisle, and he didn't know, and it was funny looking. <laughs> there, wait, wait, more, there was popcorn with milk duds in it? I think he made it himself. Oh, like, you would have to buy him. them two separately. Nice, I like it. It's a good combo. Yeah, it's a classic movie theater combo. Is it? Yeah, buying them. You remember like M&M's with the popcorn or whatever Junior like Mints is my move with Junior the popcorn. Junior with the popcorn. That's wild. I don't it doesn't know seem it. that wild. It's very good. Interesting. Don't judge me. But nothing rolls down a movie theater aisle like a milk dud, man. <laughs> Try a beer bottle. <laughs> oh, that's the worst. That is the worst. Because the you, sound. Yeah, it's like clink, 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 clink. And then you're just waiting for it to hit something hard and stop and possibly shatter. And then you hear the drunk person giggle. Yeah. And then everyone else hates that person so much. Yeah. 
I don't want to hear about this because at 7.50 last night, I was like, fuck, I forgot about that thing. And I want to hear that it sucked. That's what I want to it hear. It was really bad. I did the worst DJ set of my life. Just kidding. It was good. There, the episode was on Jamaica, and then they had a, a, a restaurant come to the Ace Hotel and make mini Jamaican beef patties. And those were delicious. Do you remember the place or no? No, I don't. <laughs> but uh, I feel shout like out to that place. There's so much, and they were making jerk chicken on the on the TV show. They're making jerk chicken where they take all the herbs and spices that you would normally just like rub on the chicken and like let it sit overnight, and then you grill it. They took the actual plants, like the leaves and branches that are, are alive, like still still fresh, and then they just put the chicken on top of that and then they put that on top of the chicken so and that they just, flavor like really like it it, it yeah it, 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 but they they like it's it's extra mystical the way that they do it in actual jamaica like because the, they believe that the moon cycle affects the the herbs in the ground so like the the longer the moon has been hanging like when it's about to cycle and go back out is when the herbs are at their most strong and pungent and flavorful and mystical and all that stuff and they have the best healing Stop power. Stop saying mystical. <laughs> just like just love. Like, <laughs> Jamaica's a mystical place. Just like But so so yeah, they don't like put a dry rub on it. They just take leaves and branches and sticks and they just light a fire on the dirt and then they this just so put cool. the chicken on top of it and it looks wild. See, if that's on the show, now I want to watch a show, because that sounds like a good story. Yeah, all those essential Jamaican oils. Mm-hmm. Mm. But it's making me like want to dive deeper into Jamaican cuisine. I feel like there's like some shit about it that I had no idea about. You're talking about voodoo. Watch where you go with this. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's voodoo going on with Jamaican food. I love Jamaican food. I absolutely love it. And it's, there's, there's such a, like, there's just not a lot of it in Los Angeles. And what? You disagree? Place. I mean, there are definitely places compared to New York. Compared to New York or compared Toronto, to York. No, that has right, like these right. amazing Caribbean right. and Jamaican. They're food. not amazing. I mean, they're just they're just they're okay. here. They they're exist. Just okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's nothing like I love Jamaican food, and there's nothing I want to eat in Los Angeles. You've been to like? Have you been to like Front Page near the airport? Yeah, not yeah. Good. And not, not good. I've never been to that place. The, and the place I think it's called Jamaican Pe- Restaurant in North along, Hollywood. There's the places along Pico. There's like right. uh, like in. West Adams area. Well, I may have okay. I may have missed one of those, but I've been where I've eaten is nothing compared to. Well, it's, it's just kind of like this. I guess the one vendor that Jason has told me about is somebody who does Jamaican food at. Um, I think that is it the Echoplex or somebody's doing kind of like street Jamaican food that Jason says is pretty fantastic. And that's like the one hope. Because I feel like that also is kind of, it's, it's a very um, ethnic and interesting cuisine that's not hard to execute on in, in a sense that like a street vendor would do it as well as somebody with a brick and mortar store. And I think, I just, it makes me wish that there was more out here in L.A. Yeah, I mean, I guess you're right. I guess I haven't found a place that keep is dreaming. Great. No, but I was saying the was that a Jamaican accent? Did you that was, of, or was it like in between? Like you couldn't really decide if you wanted to do it or not. Rice and peas. <laughs> but so wait, means, uh, yes. I forgot. Is the vendor the guy who does the Jamaican food at the Echoplex? Uh, Los Globos. Los Globos. But that's what I was saying though. That, that's a I truck, haven't, right? That's I haven't, a truck. No. He just sets up a table. 
like just like a folding table street vendor style. Yeah. And I haven't had that yet. I have high is hopes it, is for it that. Amazing? It's it's very solid. Do I need to get him for Smorgasburg? Yes. Hundred percent. He would love that. I can I can get you his contact. This is how it happens. Wagwan. You guys are listening to it live, everybody. <laughs> Wong Wong. Let's uh let's talk about postmates. We talk about Postmates a lot, I feel like. We talked about it a lot, but because we were talking about it a lot, a woman, a girl from Fast Company emailed me a couple days ago because she's doing a story on the psychology of Postmates. That girl emailed me too, and uh, she really wanted to talk to me until I admitted to her that I've never used Postmates. Really? I never have either. I was like, if you want me to talk about Uber Eats, I can talk about that forever. Yeah, I, th- I think the the parallel. I mean, she's probably listening to this right now because she. Yeah. But I think the parallel that she was forming was Postmates, and like Tinder. Kind of like using these apps instead of like Uber Eats is like it's a service like we bring you a sandwich, that's it kind of thing and mm-hmm. there's there's not much else to it but with Postmates there's sort of like this weird, guilt thing involved because. You're sitting on your couch scrolling through. You're sitting stuff on, yeah. There's like this fun in your self in your self hatred. Yes, and you're saying like you know you're swiping left or right. I think just it works like, for Uber Eats also. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean yeah, it, yeah, it definitely yeah. could. You only have four options though to feel guilty well, not about. Anymore. Oh really? Uber Eats is now it's getting into the Postmates game. Oh, really? If you download the if you update your app, the Uber Eats app. It, or at least in the west side. I don't know about the east side. Yeah. And actually, you guys don't. You guys aren't on Uber Eats, No, right? here. In Atwater, here is, he but doesn't, but I yeah, have which it. sucks. So Uber Eats. I get, I get four emails a day from it them. Now, it now, it actually, the top of it is like your instant delivery, things that take six or seven minutes. And those are the things that are pre-made, and they have them in the cars, yep. and you just order it, and they drop it off. But now they have below that. 20 restaurants that you can order pickup from. Yeah, that's West Side. Because I, I, I mean, I've And it does, it. so they don't have it out here yet? Yeah. So on the West Side, you can. Unless it updated like basically, two days ago. And I think they work more, they work clo- They work with the restaurant, so it's not exactly like Postmates. You can get whatever you want, but it is, it looks like Postmates, and the menus are correct. And the car, the Uber car, goes and picks up your order for you and then drives it to you. Oh, wow. Like, so. Yeah, I still haven't used Postmates, but so describing this app, Mm -hmm. it's like you're literally like swiping no to Postmates? Yeah. No, no, no. no, no, It's not the swiping part of it, but just the idea of like you get home, it's one in the morning, you're lonely, maybe you'll jump on on Tinder and just like swipe through. Just so my wife knows, I've never used Tinder. I've just heard (laughs) this is the way that it works. you've, You've gone on a few Tinder dates in the past. They they never worked out very well. You you met a guy who didn't look like they did in their photo, or they're just a dud, or like, and it never works out. You waste your day. You're a busy person. You have a job. You spend all day at work, and then you just want to go on a nice date, maybe meet somebody that you like. And oh, it, see, is that it never how works she out. took it even that far? See, I felt like she was just literally talking about how people nowadays will get home at one in the morning or whenever. And it's not that they want to go out on a date. They'll just jump on Tinder just mm-hmm. to see what's going on and just, like, swipe at people. Like, just to that, see who just, might like And you. sit in their, like, self-hatred, mm-hmm. like, being like, ugh, like, I don't even want to do this. But, like, I just have nothing better to do. And I'm, like, just judging people. and Because or, it's so easy. It's right, right there at your fingertips. Just like at one in the morning you would get home 
and be like, oh, like, I hate myself. I'm going to jump on Postmates and just get something fucking delivered mm-hmm. and eat and eat my misery away. See, and I have a weird. Out. And then you wake so up. That's so interesting because I feel like I haven't used Postmates because I've heard it's really expensive. And I'm like, I was thinking, and I always mention this, like, Dano, a friend of ours, Postmating Kyochan. And I'm like, there hasn't been a big sports thing, but the next big sports thing, I'm going to get like 60 bucks of Kyochan because that to me is like, that's so brilliant. Like, right. I love that idea. 20 bucks to get it delivered is right. totally worth it. Yeah, because it's like going into Koreatown on like, some, like, I don't want to deal parking. But, like, the idea of using Postmates just for dinner is just, like, crazy to me. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, why? But that, and that's why, and people will still do it, and that's why they feel the guilt. Right. Because as soon as it arrives, they eat it, and they're like, I just spent $43 on dinner, and I'm just going to sit in front of the couch. And yeah. Then the next morning, I'm going to wake up and look at all the styrofoam. That's how I would feel. I guarantee like, you that's how I would feel. Oh, I see what you're saying. So the guilt, I see. So the guilt of going out on the Tinder date is the same as the guilt of once you're done eating that $43 Taco Bell meal, you're like, oh, why did, <laughs> like, why did I do this? It seemed yeah. like a great idea yeah. at the time, but it never works out. Mm-hmm. It always ends up disappointing. You blame it on the alcohol, baby. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting, interesting. It's tough, but that's like that's the world that we're living in now. It's not the world I'm living in. <laughs> <laughs> the, the current generation is but you, living you, in. Oh, that's right. You said at the head of this that you've never used Postmates. Fucking Got it. Trader Joe's, Tinder, Postmates. You want to talk about Snapchat and just make me feel like I'm 80? <laughs> no, I don't want to talk about Snapchat. <laughs> we don't. You don't need us to make you feel like you're 80, buddy. <laughs> you got that covered all on your own. <laughs> um. All right, now now's the time of the show where we talk about the best thing we ate all week, Zach. What? I forgot to tell you, so you can go last. Yeah, this is our new weekly segment, our first and only weekly segment. But it's a good one. If you have more segments, other other than answering Twitter questions. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we do. I have to start? No, no, no. So you can go last if you want to. Oh, yeah, I'll go last. Are you just checking your own Instagram? I'm looking at my Instagram. That's amazing. Yes, that's exactly what I'm doing. I mean, that, that's how I... Because I, I forget everything that I've eaten for the week, so I'll just look at photos on my phone. And All right, like, I got it. I if something was good enough, I took a picture I of it. I can do it. I ate at uh, Kogi Taqueria a couple days ago. Oh. Which is very exciting. I haven't been yet. Uh, yeah, I mean, they just, they're just they not even like technically open. They're still like soft open, but... Yeah, Where is it? Kogi, it's on. It's in Palms on Overland and Palms. Mm-hmm. And I'll never be there. Kogi, but I mean, there. listen, it's just it's not. I mean, yes, they do have things that are different than the trucks. That's what that was gonna be my yeah. first question. Um, but that being said, like it is, yeah. I mean, I, I'm sure they they better open more of these. I mean, I know it's not really like Roy's like mo, but and he's got local, which is a big priority. But like, yeah, yeah Kogi Takaria, it should there should be ten of them around the city. Like it's, I couldn't agree more. And yeah. it's still. It is still the best version of that, hands down. Yeah, no question about it. But what I love about it is that when I go to the truck, when I, and I haven't been to the truck in years, yeah. but when you go to Kogi, you get tacos, right? Mm-hmm. Some people get blackjack, quesadilla, whatever. But I mean, The hot dog's really good. But whatever. I mean, it's like, but it's still a taco place, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. But for me, brick Agreed, and mortar, completely. for me, brick and mortar, I'm like, I'm getting a burrito. And I love burritos, like, and I know it's not like a popular opinion to like burritos more than tacos in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. but I love burritos, and I and there aren't really any good burritos in LA, and certainly not in my neighborhood. And I look at Kogi, and I'm like, oh shit, like this is this is a, a chance bur- to have an this is a bur- this is a burrito. I can get this as a burrito down the street from my house whenever I feel like a burrito. <coughs> and so I had the carnitas burrito, and it's not like my platonic ideal. It's not like if, you know, 
a Northern California burrito place opened up in LA, I would be like the happiest person in the universe. It's definitely an LA Kogi thing. I'm really in a burrito mood. But now, it's still man. a burrito. I mean it is a burrito. It's got beans and rice and carnitas and and then they've got like you can get burrito I haven't tried them all, but I really want to get every kind of burrito and sort of line them up. Because I know at the truck, the burritos are just sort of like... Big are they tacos. Like, are they, and they're, are they almost like an egg burrito? Do they put eggs in the burritos at the Kogi truck? I feel like they oh. might put a little eggs in them. But here, I think all the burritos at the taqueria actually have a different flavor profile. Right. So like the carnitas burrito is definitely more on the Mexican side of things. Because the carnitas doesn't have any... like. I think it has a little kimchi in it, but it's not like... The pork belly, which I think has like that sweet, mm-hmm. you know, kogi, right? The kogi, yeah. like you know, Asia. So yeah, I'm excited so to like what, work what, my way through the menu. What item at Kogi Taqueria that you ate was the best thing that you had all week? Well, I mean, I, was I it got just the, the whole thing. It was just the whole thing, but I got the car, the carnitas burrito was definitely. But I want to try all of them before I before I declare okay. what my go to burrito order is going to be. But then they also do. I haven't tried them yet, but they also do chicken wings, which are new. Oh. Um, they've got a calamari taco, which is pretty good. Um, battered? No. Um, no, if it was battered, I would have been like, it's freaking awesome. Uh, <laughs> uh, they've got a new, like, tofu. They've got a tofu and, uh, like a tofu salad kind of. They A tofu salad dish, which is also available as a taco. Mm. It's like basically like a tofu salad taco mm-hmm. or as like a dish. They've got a lot of things. It's a big menu. It's fun. Lines are already out the door. It's crazy. Ugh. Which I'm a little surprised about just because the trucks are, you know, yeah. every, you know, but yeah, people, people love it. I'm yeah. not, yeah, I mean, I'm not a truck fan. I've been waiting for them to do brick and mortar. And it, of course, it's too far away for me to care. But like that, that should be 10 of these, every, like with everybody in Los Angeles able to get to. I don't know. Um, all right, Andre. Best thing you had all week. I, don't even, I mean, I feel like we've talked about Sap Coffee Shop before, <clears throat> but I treated myself to a little boat noodle lunch uh, at Sap Coffee Shop, and this was the first place I've ever had boat noodles. And I mean, up until like five years ago, I didn't even know what they were. But it's a very specific noodle soup. You had boat noodles for the first time this week. No, no, like, no, you're saying SAP was the first the place, first you place had I ever them had them five years ago. Or I, probably Jonathan Gold or somebody else. And it's something when you have something that is technically of a food that you've eaten a lot, for instance, Thai food, I've eaten Thai food since I was a kid. And then you try a dish that is so unique and unlike anything else, you're just like, what happened? Where, what, you know, and also we're so blessed with, you know, the most amazing Thai town and probably the country. Um, in a very small circumference, but so it it there's a there's pork blood and star anise. Uh, it's a it's a dark purple looking broth and it's unique. It's it's like nothing you've probably ever had unless purple don't purple is not the good is not a good descriptor. No. Well, I feel like it, like it sounds like clownish in people's minds. Right? No, no, no. It's no, like no. a murky, it's like, like a it's a dark, dark brown, yeah, like kind a brownish. Of, it sounds more appetizing like, than blood colored. That is right. true, but it is blood colored. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, it's just uh, trying to describe. It also has a very unique look uh, to its own dish too. It's it's very specific. But you should say for something that has blood in it, right? I can't imagine anybody tasting it and not thinking it tastes good. Right. If like no, I mean like in the sense of it is 
it is if you didn't know what was in it, I think it would be very hard not to like it just because it is sweet and spicy and tangy yeah. and it is enjoy like it's not like one of those like gross out things where you're just like well, I don't really like this, but I'm doing it because it's crazy. Mm-hmm. No, like, it's Boat not. Noodles really is one of the most delicious Thai food dishes. I totally that agree. There is like no, it's but it's not. Delicious. It's not exotic big game hunting food eating where you're like, oh it yeah. Sounds this like is a when very... you say blood, when you say okay. pork bloods in it, right. I think like a lot of people are like, oh no, I would never eat that. And I feel like this is one of those. Th- oh, it's just it's everybody a good point. should. This try is a good it. point. It is a very like. Um, it's not a com. Well, I guess it is complex. It's just not an acquired taste. It's a, like you said. It's a very easy baseline food where I, th- I would be surprised if anybody didn't enjoy it. Um, it's like when you eat tendons and tripe in a bowl of pho, and then it's you're like, okay, this is palatable and delicious, and I get why it's here, as right. opposed to just let me get a plate of tripe with salt on it. Exactly. And a lot of people, and then you're like, I'm going to eat it because I'm a badass. <laughs> Bourdain bro <laughs> Is that a thing? Bourdain bro? Should Bourdain be Bourdain bros Yeah you know Like people are like Oh I only Oh I know what you mean I only eat quail brains Cause it's a Quail it's the be- Everything else Dude, quail don't brains? be stupid Quails don't have brains <laughs> They're very small Um The best thing I had was Literally last night mm. When I went to Sushi Jen Sushi Jen With With Eddie Wong And his business partner bro you. I and, know, right? And uh, unfortunately, we had the omakase. Mm. Unfortunately, for my wallet. Yeah. But may may I don't know what was going on with the whatever was going on with me. What uh, what I had to eat and drink that day, and but like all these all these things aligned to where it was just one of the best sushi experiences of my life. Wow. Yeah. It was crazy good. Hang, hanging out with a celebrity will do that to you. I was also thinking, I don't think I've ever eaten at Sushi Gen not for lunch. Same for me. Yeah. I only go there for lunch, and you just get the sashimi platter. You sit at a table and eat it, but we were at the bar. We were right in front of like the oldest, most Japanese-looking dude. Like You could tell he's like full omakase master, Like really knew it. And the first thing that he brought out was, was two pieces of toro. And it was, and just from there, it was... Wild, just the, just every the little differences between like here's a piece of toro sushi and then here's right. like a real like perfectly done. What kind of dent did it put in the old uh, pocketbook? Um, it was probably. I mean, I think it was probably maybe like fifteen pieces of sushi and, and sake. Um, no, I had a, I had a Sapporo. Um, I think it was probably about one fifteen. Yeah, but it was. I mean, like, it's not something I would. I would I'd say do on the reg, but I, I mean, I, I actually was worried you might get hit a little bit harder. We could have gone. We could have gone deeper. Yeah, but the the whole thing started with Toro and ended with Toro as well. Right. The the last thing was a Toro, um, and like kind of chopped Toro with green scallion hand roll. Mm. That was just so wild. But like. They did the fried shrimp heads. Mm. Maybe I mean that's probably my favorite right. of all time. The fried shrimp head is just the, the the best. Did you ask Eddie if he was going to eat all of his? Uh, I, the, uh, his friend, his business partner, was sort of picking at the eyeballs, and I was like, "You gonna eat that, Doc?" Um, he ate everything but the eyeballs, so mm. I wasn't that into it. That's the only eyeball I'll eat is on the fried shrimp head. Shrimp eyeball. It's a pretty 
It's an Pretty easy small eyeball. It's an easy eyeball to, yeah. to eat. Yeah. But like my girlfriend will get the whole fish somewhere and, and we'll eat like, the eyeball out of there. We'll we'll like pick the eyeball out of it and eat it. Yeah, that's the prized one. That's the it's the Filipino de- delicacy for it sure. It is. No necessito for me. Me neither. My kid ate that once. I was pretty proud. Oh, really? Yep. That is a proud one. He moment. was like, is that the fish's eyeball? I'm like, yep. <laughs> I was like, you can eat it if you want. He's like, you can? I said, yeah, some people do. And he's like... No shit. And then he was like, can I eat the other one? And I was like, sure. And he did it. That's good. You, I was proud. You, you've raised uh, you've raised. Where was years. this? That was like it I was like at a house story. we ordered. Baja ordered, Fresh. Uh, <laughs> it was uh, it was Indonesian. Uh-huh. It was like a probably a, a whole fried tilapia maybe. Yeah. And uh, even to get a kid to eat yeah, a whole fish. I mean, period. Well, he'll eat. Uh, he eats. Um, I mean, if you think about it, it's still like a fun. I mean, this was two years ago, so he was like five. So he. Like he he likes um, ikura, like when they go to the, both both wow. of my older kids, like they'll eat ikura. But if you think about it, it's like it's just a salty version of what you get at like yogurt land. It's like a little. <laughs> they called it when they were really young. They called it ball soup because you'd like bite into the ball and it would break right. with the you know. Yeah, but and, it's a flavor of pure fish. But it's salt. It's more salty than anything. Yeah. So if you don't really know that you don't like fish, or you don't, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I mean that's crazy because a, a five-year-old kid, you know, you you can barely get them to eat something that's not macaroni and cheese or my box. But that being said, or peanut butter now, and jelly sandwich. Like now, my daughter is like going through this phase where she won't eat anything. Mm-hmm. She will eat sushi though. Like she will still eat the akura. I mean, she's but like, from LA. I cook and she won't eat it, anything. She gets mad. And then my seven-year-old, he's like, "I'll eat spaghetti, but I don't want sauce on it." Like he won't even eat red sauce. Like just like he just wants butter. Well, he'll eat butter and parmesan, or even just like when I do olive oil, garlic, and parmesan, or whatever. Like he'll eat that, but he doesn't want red sauce. Like he doesn't. I think like the tanginess of like the tomatoes, like he's just not into that. But salty, like they love anything that's salty. Mm-hmm. You know, and I feel like that's where that. Uh, mm. Yeah, I good for you, man. I don't know. I was just I, saying. I hope to have my child be into eating. It's hard. It's hard. Like, we worked really hard at it, and we thought we got them to a good place, and now they're like rebelling. They'll come around. I try to shame them. I'm like, how could you not like this? It's so good. You're wrong. <laughs> this shrimp and spaghetti dish. Yeah. I was like, I'm honestly, World I was class. like, I'm going to keep making this until you say you like it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I feel like next time you do, next time you come do the show, we're going to get into the psychology of of child you know, eating. You want to talk? About, oh, I am. Which might I be am, next uh, week, actually. You I am, all, on this next I am week. all about. Uh, what are you doing in seven days? I consider my pa- my parenting technique is compl- is all psychological warfare, like that's all it is. And I <laughs> say to my wife, like my wife will get mad that like her what she's doing isn't working, like they're not listening to her. And I'm like, yeah, that's because you're just like telling them what to do in a moment and wondering why they don't. You need to like you need to be a certain way for an entire week leading up to that moment. Like it's a game. Mm-hmm. It's a game that you have to win. Like, you can't just tell them what to do, and then when they don't do it, you just yell at them, and that's the end of it. You have to be, like, constantly, like, showing them that you're the boss, and you make the decisions subtly, mm. as, as subtly as you possibly can. This parallels my puppy training yeah, currently. Like, she lets them decide on everything, and then when she wants to decide something, they get upset, she doesn't know why, and I'm like, no, no, no. That's why you got to, like, decide things when no, it doesn't no, 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 you got to no. decide things when it doesn't matter you got to tell them what to do 
when they don't mind you telling them what to do, so then they get used to the idea of you always being the boss. You're such a badass. That's why they're going to choose to live with mom in the future. No, no. She's going to mom's house. Oh, oh, there is no question that (laughs) my kids love their mother way more than me. Mm -hmm. But that's also a benefit, too, when it comes to, like, bath time. Like, Oh. I don't want daddy to give me a bath. I want mommy to give me a bath. Nice. So I was willing to do it, but they the don't people, want me to do the people it. People have spoken. <laughs> this is good. You can't say no to these kids. They want you to bathe them. <laughs> um, well, thank you, Zach, as always, for doing the show. People can check out Food is a New Rock podcast. Thanks, Zach. To listen to you do a less lesser show. Yeah. <laughs> TheStewPodcast.com is our website where all the episodes live. If you like the show, tell a friend about it. Give us a nice rating and review on iTunes. And keep sending in your food questions. We'll answer them on the air. We didn't do it this week because of God knows why. I want to thank Yeti Coolers. Yeah, thanks to Yeti for continuous support. LA.Smorgasburg.com LA.Smorgasburg, B-U-R-G. Yeah, follow that shit. We're on Instagram. Jamaican food coming soon. All of that it's gonna shit. It's going to be so good. You guys will be there. I get a cut of that. I will you guys absolutely be there. Be there. I'm really be, excited for it. It's going to be so good. So good. Uh, follow me on social media at them jeans. Andre Carl Amparo does not have any of that at all. Sorry. It's so weird. It's almost <laughs> as weird as not ever going to a concert. <laughs> I would. All right. Fair enough. All right. <laughs> See you next week. Bye. Bye. Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.